Welcome to WVNG Ed Talks, a show about navigating military education benefits with a light-hearted conversation on topics ranging from GI Bill to student loans, the freshman 15, and so much more. I'm Dr. Sherry Schaefer, Education Services Officer for the West Virginia National Guard. This is the inaugural episode of Ed Talks, and to kick things off, we wanted to introduce you to our Education Services team. We're going to chat with each of them and then learn their specialty areas within the office and hear a little something about their backgrounds. With me today, I have Staff Sergeant Jason Wilson, Miss Lisa Jordan, Mrs. Valerie Lambing, Miss Denise Beniza, and Sergeant First Class Ramona Grant. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, just to uh, get things started, Staff Sergeant Wilson, you're right in front of me, so I'm going to ask you this question first. What exactly do you do in the Education Services Office? So, I am the uh, GI Bill Manager for the State of West Virginia, the West Virginia Army National Guard. I do basically uh, code changes, deal with GI Bill from everything from 1606, Chapter 30, Chapter 33, all these different GI Bills. Um, I'm also the test control officer for the state, so any of your um, AFCT, uh, which is basically the ASVAB test, uh, just differently said uh, because it's military, and defense language proficiency test, just all kinds of different military testing uh, is another thing that I do for the office. What about you, Lisa? Hi. Um, I do grades. I monitor the grades, and I also do recruitments. Oh, yeah, so we don't want to talk to you very much, do we? <laughs> and Valerie, what, what exactly do you do? I do all things state TA. Uh, applications, invoicing, uh, kind of work as a liaison uh, for the students, you know, between the students and the schools. So anything, uh, any questions, concerns, anything that has to do with the state TA, and Denise, how about you? You're the newest member of our team. Yes, ma'am. I'm the newest one. Um, I'm the operations and administrative assistant, too, and I assist with general inquiries, and I usually would assist Lisa and Valerie on the state side. And Sergeant First Class Grant, how about yourself? I am the education services specialist. And my focus is federal tuition assistance and credentialing assistance. I kind of float well, on the federal side overall, have an eye on what the education office does on a daily basis. Generally, you can give any one of us a call, including myself, and hopefully we can either get you pointed in the right direction so that your education career is a success. All righty. So, Sergeant Grant, tell me a little bit about your professional and education background. What exactly do you bring to the table in terms of your own experiences? And, and keep it kind of short and sweet, but what do, you, what do you bring to the table? I've served in multiple branches. I had over 26 years of military experience, and I came into the Guard with a master's degree. In the past, I've been a substitute teacher as well. Between life experience and military experience, things kind of seep uh, in and have a way of sticking. So even if I don't know the right answer, I generally have an idea of the direction that we need to look. And so, Sergeant Wilson, what about yourself? So 
kind of uh, funny you say that. So uh, earlier in the, the last part of 2019, before we got into 2020, obviously, and COVID and so much other craziness, um, I decided to go back and finish my degree with the push of Dr. Schaefer. Thank her for that. Um, so, um, you know, no matter what timeline it takes for a soldier to get their degree, as long as they're continuing to do education-based stuff from, you know, state TA, GI Bill, whatever, uh, the resource may come, uh, federal tuition assistance, that's that's the big key thing. But um, I think just understanding where people come from in the sense of, like, the problems and things that they're having when trying to get benefits and things of that nature, I think understanding the programs and some of the, the side roads that people have to, like, go, it's not an easy travel or journey. But I think that alone, plus my military experience of almost 25 years at this point, kind of helps as well, so... And Valerie, you have recently accomplished an educational goal yourself. What about that? I just recently finished my MBA, which I, you know, was kind of a a lofty goal. But uh, I was fortunate enough that my husband transferred his post 9 11 to me, which allowed me to attain my master's degree. literally free of charge. Um, I mean, I, it, I never imagined being able to get it, let alone, uh, you know, not have to pay anything out of pocket. So, um, it's, you know, it's not easy going back to school as an adult, uh, you know, and, and working full time and having, you know, other obligations, you know, outside of work. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely thrilled that I had the opportunity and, you know, was able to attain that goal. Do you feel like that has given you a better appreciation of what our soldiers and airmen are experiencing as they're trying to manage home and family and drill and jobs and all those things and trying to to juggle school in there as well? I do. I mean, I'm I'm not a service member or prior service, um, but, you know, I I feel like that, uh, and, you know, for the students that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of throw myself out here. I started my undergraduate, and then life kind of happened. Uh, you know, I, I got a job somewhere and quit school, and then, uh, you know, I went back and finished my undergrad, you know, and then going back now to attain my master's a little late in life. You know, I feel like I, I when I tell them, hey, I knew what you're going through, I feel, you know, I can relate to them better and say, hey, you know, I get it, you know, working, you know, one or two jobs, having family at home, you know, it's tough. So I feel like, you know, uh, I can, you know, kind of provide a, a shoulder to lean on uh, because I, I feel like I've been there and, you know, can, can, can relate to what they're going through. Elisa, you, you have a little bit of a different background, too. So I do. Um, I work 20 years in emergency medicine. Um, I have a degree in paramedic science that I got from Marshall. Um, so, yeah, my background is completely different than, I guess, everyone else's. I think we're all that way. We're all yeah, different. Yeah. We n- none of us came to this and f- through the same pathway. But what, what value do you think that brings to the table in terms of, of your ability to work with soldiers and airmen? Obviously, from my perspective, and I don't know if the rest of the crew agrees, but it kind of gives you a little bit more of a caring edge. Um, makes you a little more approachable, I think. <laughs> I say I'm definitely approachable. Um, yeah, 
So, Denise, you um, yeah. you have a very, very different story in terms of everybody else. Do you want to give us just a, a brief background of, of your journey to get you to this point? Yes, ma'am, sure. Um, I migrated from the Philippines. Um, I've been living in West Virginia for a year now. Um, before I went here, uh, I had a license in teaching in the Philippines. Um, I took a degree in commerce, business management, with entrepreneurship as my major. I also took education units as my graduate studies. Um, looking forward to take masters in the near future here in West Virginia. Um, aside from generally assisting the department, I consider myself to be on the creative side of the team. Um, with our social media initiative, I create marketing tools to um, communicate better in and out of the organization. Fantastic. I think I hit everybody with that question, didn't I? Did I miss anybody? I don't think so. So I'm just going to throw this out there for whoever wants to jump in first. But who most influenced you in terms of your education and, and achieving those goals, whether it be you know, a long time ago or more recent for someone like Wilson and Valerie? I'll pass. Can somebody <laughs> rescue me? Well, I, th- I think like, we, we've had this conversation in the office quite a few times about how, like, students, soldiers, um, airmen, I mean, all of us um, have kind of, like, as soon as you graduate high school, it's kind of the push. The first push is that they want to push you towards college. There's so many, so much more opportunity out there for, for all of us uh, in different pathways and things that we may would be better suited to do than just go straight to college. Me, I'm a, I'm a perfect example of that. You know, it's taken me, you know, like I said, I've been in almost 25 years, and it's taken me at least 24 of that to actually get a, uh, my bachelor's finished. You know, I wasn't a constant, so I'm not saying it took me 24 straight years. I was, I was in and <laughs> out. Changed majors yeah. a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, why do I have this job? <laughs> but uh, exactly, it, it, you know, it takes everybody a certain amount of time, and not everybody's on the same path. Um, life happens, keeps you from doing things. You get frustrated. You have you know, deployments and things like that that go on, keep you from, like, going to school based on the type of deployment. I mean, it's different strokes for different folks, but... Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing there is just you know we all kind of come from different backgrounds and the push for for people to go straight to college I don't think sometimes is really good for soldiers there's so much more out there apprenticeship programs to you know you can join a union and get stuff uh, you can go and uh, go to a community college before you actually go to a university uh, you can take online classes you can do lots of different things education wise get a certificate um, there's, there's lots of things out there for all of us. But Anybody else want to answer that question as to who most influenced you? I mean, in terms of myself. Oh, that was great. Go, no, go ahead, Sergeant Grant. Sorry. I was just going to say that uh, it's something that my family has always pushed, especially my mother, to never stop warning. It doesn't really matter what you do, but to always keep learning, things growing and developing. I, I kind of feel like that was the, the, the push from my family as well. And I think growing up when I did, not to date myself, but, you know, it was being a girl, being the only girl in the family, that was, you know, sports was not something that was really pushed in my direction, but education was. And achieving that 
academic achievement was always at the forefront. And in fact, I remember on my graduation day with my bachelor's, my mom said, well, you've been a poor college student for four years. You could just keep being poor and go get your master's, <laughs> meaning you can keep eating Roman noodles. <laughs> Nothing like the incentive of poverty. Right, right. No, so what she meant was, is you know what it's like to, to not, you know, to have part-time jobs to, to work your way through school and just keep going. So in her way, she was saying, don't stop. You know, why stop here? Keep going, keep going, keep going. And so, you know, in her own way, she was encouraging me to keep keep learning. And, you know, I hope. I've inspired my kids to be that way, but also I hope collectively as a group, we are working to inspire our soldiers and our airmen to do that on a daily basis as well. Anybody else want to answer that question? I would like to add, this is any. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, the person who influenced me the most when it comes to learning and finishing my studies would be myself. Um, growing up in the Philippines, we we're taught that um, in order for us to survive in this world and to be more competitive, really have to finish our studies and even go further with the studies just for us to become competitive and land a good job. And I am so thankful with what I have accomplished so far because with this, with this kind of education background that I have, I was able to land a, a good job. I've I'm now with the National Guard. Thank you for taking me in. Oh, you're welcome. We're glad to have you. So I'm going to ask each one of you now, what is the one thing you wish our service members knew about their education benefits? That one thing. So I see Sergeant Wilson is kind of pondering this one. Lisa, how about you take this one first? Okay. Um, I wish they knew that we paid for certificates. Because a lot of them don't realize that we pay for certificates or associate degrees. They just think that it's a four-year four or a master's. And we also pay for master's. So, Sorry, Wilson, have you come to an answer yet? <laughs> His gears are still turning. Now we'll come back to you. Yeah, please. First uh, time ever. Well, this is Sergeant Grant. Yes. To be honest with you, especially on the Army I'm not sure about the Air Force side, but I know the Army side. We're taught to use our chain of command. You know, you go through your unit. And the problem is, is service member doesn't always reach us or reach us in a timely fashion because it kind of gets stopped at a first line or unit level and doesn't make it up. And units, especially, you know, are taught to, to fix problems. Well, if you don't work in the education world, you're really not going to be able to fix the problem. So, call a phone number, 304-561. Take your back. Mine is 6364. Know our numbers. Call us. Because it's easier for us to know in advance and faster to react to a problem than wait, you know, a couple weeks or a month. And then it just goes, falls into a bigger problem. Absolutely. Good tip. Valerie or Denise, do you guys have anything to add? If you could, if they knew one thing. I think they need to know that, uh, I think they need to know that we don't bite, you know. They they don't have to be afraid to call us. Uh, or, you know, when, when we're there, you know, stop by. We, we like visitors. And 
Uh, I think another thing is uh, one without briefing, uh, obviously pre-COVID, and uh, I I had a smaller group of individuals. It was a uh, an engineer unit, and I said, "Hey, you know who wants to go to college?" You know, one person in there raised their hand, and I said, "All right, so uh, let's drop back and split here." Uh, anybody in here want to be a welder? I had two guys put up their hands. Uh, you know, anybody interested in maybe going to beauty school? Somebody threw up their hands. I started naming off all these trades, and I said, "Well, guess what? We'll pay for that." Well, they were shocked. They had no idea that they could utilize that benefit for a trade school. And so the, it, the general. <laughs> I feel like the kind of general consensus was, you know, well, I'm just not a, you know, I'm not cut out for college. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, that cookie that cookie cutter mold is not what you were looking for. But, you know, let's think outside the box here. You know, what interests you? You know, come in and talk to us and tell us what you like to do, what your interests are, what you want to do beyond the uniform. And we can help you, you know, develop plans for your educational needs to, to make that happen. So I, I think that, you know, they need to realize, hey, you know, you don't have to go to the, you know, WVU Marshall. You know, there's a ton of other trade schools out there that, you know, I think are making a huge comeback. Absolutely. Trades is huge. So Denise or Sergeant Grant, or not Sergeant Grant, sorry, Sergeant Wilson. <laughs> Can I go first? Yeah, Before absolutely. Sergeant Wilson, ma'am. Sure. Um, so, hi. Uh, you're hearing the voice of Denise. Anyways, um, uh, every department, uh, our department, ours per se, um, follow policies and by the rules and policies. We have a pamphlet that we follow, and this pamphlet is very um, readily available and could be downloaded on the website. Even the student accounts have those on their website, I I think one tip would be read that pamphlet first. And everything that they're asking is readily available in that pamphlet. Absolutely. Okay, so I guess I'm last here. Um, I would just say that, like, for most of the things I deal with, especially for GI Bill with uh, new soldiers, one, if you, before you start doing anything, call our office to try to check to see if, there's anything that could potentially be wrong with your account. Uh, that'll save you a lot of time and myself time trying to fix uh, the issue. Uh, and two, um, you know, I'm, I'm, even though I work for the, the National Guard and I am the GI Bill manager, um, the, the big thing with the VA, it's, I, I, I don't work for the VA. So there's lots of things and it's, it's congressionally done and laws and rules and things of that nature. So it's their program. And like I tell a lot of people uh, when they call, it's like, you know, you me saying, give me your bank account card and let me spend them your money the way I see fit. And you, you would never do that. So the VA won't let me spend their money the way I want them to. So um, lots of answers can be found out on VA.gov. That's the majority of where everybody starts anyway. Um, but I would highly suggest that people call to, you know, if they have an issue or if they're not getting something, just a call, and we can try to track it down, see what's where it's going, find an answer for them. 
And no, you're not going to be last because I'm going to say, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to borrow a quote from someone else and just say there's no time like the present. You don't have to wait or you don't have to do a full 24 years unless you really want to, unless life, that's what you have to do. But there is no time like the present and you're never too old to learn. So that would be what I would say um, that I wish our service members knew. And so I have one final question for each of you. I'm going to go around the group and ask this. If you could give one bit of sage advice to your younger self about education, what would that be? I think Wilson's jumping in first. Hang on. Wilson's got this. So I would definitely say um, look at the resources that are out there. College is not the only option that you have to actually do. I think if I would have had it to do all over again, I probably would have took a a year or so off from being in high school and, you know, kind of like, I mean, everybody's life's different. So I kind of grew up in a small town, didn't have a lot of uh, stuff going on in town, that kind of thing. So when you go to a bigger city in the state of West Virginia, Morgantown, it's a little bit different atmosphere there. (laughs) So um, grade just kind of showed that to uh, when I started education, and my, my mind and my mentality really wasn't there for it, and it, it, it really did show my, my first year or so. So I think that was part of the reason why I just kind of dropped school. I just wasn't in the right mindset and time frame to actually be there. So uh, you have to actually have that mindset and want to be there in order to do well. So if you don't have that, then it's not the right place. So that's why we, we try to push people towards other things, certificates and you know, trade schools and something of that nature. I mean, there's there's so much stuff out there. It's, it's ridiculous. Options, options, options. Lisa? Um, I would say take it more seriously. Because when you're young, like when I was young, I did not take my education seriously. I mean, it was a mess. Like, <laughs> I always got good grades, but it was, like, had I applied myself, I could have been writing the prescriptions instead of, you know, on the side of the highway picking you up. Gotcha. Valerie? Any sage advice to your younger self? <laughs> Probably quite a few things, but uh, <laughs> 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 um, you know, really, really put some thought into it. You know, it, it's super hard. You know, I go back and think at, at 18, how in the world did I know what I wanted to do at 18? So, you know, if you, if you start out and uh, you know, you, you start taking these classes and you realize you hate it, you know, you can change, <laughs> you know. Uh, you may you may get into a program and, uh, you know, decide that you it's not for you, it's not what you thought it was, you know. Don't just give up and, you know, drop out. You know, contact us, contact an advisor, you know, reach out and say, hey, you know, this is definitely not what I thought, you know, here's what I really like to do, how can we put these credits toward that, you know, can I change my degree plan, you know, don't don't give up if you get frustrated, I mean, this is, you know, your, your education is a process, and, you know, I think it's, you know, you definitely got to find something that's going to make you happy, and, you know, will be of benefit to you. Uh, once you're out of out of uniform, Denise. Hi, mom. Um, just to back up what Valerie said um, before, when I was a bit younger, but I'm still young now. I'm still young. 
I'm holding on to you, Jenny. I wanted, I wanted to insist on that. Um, well, when I was young, I really didn't know what to pursue. So, but I thought to myself that I'm already on that degree. Might as well just push it and finish it. And then, then after four years of taking that degree that I didn't really like, I pushed it through education because that's really what I'm good at, which is education, which I found out late. Um, for my younger self, I would say um, research, research and check everything, um, everything first before go before diving into, um, but before diving into what you really want. And at the same time, just like what Valerie said, um, don't give up. Um, also, you have a uh, each of what each of us have a support system. They're always there. So why not ask your parents, ask us, the education department? But yeah, do not give up. Sergeant First Class Grant, what about you? Don't go into debt. Don't go into debt. Learn what we offer. <clears throat> yeah, don't go into debt. Learn what we offer. A lot of people don't realize the different things that work together. And you can actually finish your bachelor's and master's with outset. So know what is out there. If you're not sure, again, give us a call, send us an email. If you're a unit, ask us to not give a brief. That's the only way that this is going to change. So, and our contact number is 304-561. 6361, that's 304-561-6361. And on that note, I want to say join us next time on WBNG Ed Talks, where we discuss JST and CCAF. If you don't know what that is, you're going to have to listen to find out. WBNG Ed Talks, tune in, turn it up, and join the conversation.